0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Midfly Brawl is brought to you by Heaps Normal. Heggy, we've fucking, we've done it. We've got a sponsor.
1: Yes, we need it. I need this desperately, mate. <laughs> Keeping you off the tools. Yeah. Heaps Normal, uh,
0: unbelievable, delicious, refreshing Non-alcoholic beer. As you know, I had a year off booze last year. This is the only one. I thought I got tricked. I had one at um, Shad from Good Chat Comedy Club in Brisbane handed me a drink, told me it was a non-alcoholic beer. I took a sip and almost pegged it at his head saying, "We're dickhead, you just broke my year off. Yeah. And he said,
1: no, 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 mate, heaps normal. He ruined your fragile ecosystem, Mm. the Nick Cody temple slash body. No, it is definitely the only tasty one I've ever had. Yeah. And I've tried a few and they're awful. This one, pretty good. Most of them just taste like
0: cordial puts through a soda stream. This tastes like actual beer and better than most actual ones. It's just a delicious, non-alcoholic beer and they're bloody getting on board. Thanks, Heaps Heaps Normal. And you can, uh, our listeners, get on. Get on heapsnormal.com. If you order a slab, chuck in duty-free, all one word, at checkout, free
1: shipping. Sick. Please, someone do it or they'll pull the sponsorship.
0: You know what I love? Makes the same can noise that you can whisper triple M afterwards. Uh, you can have 24 of them, crunch them with your foot, fill up your recycling bin, no headache. That's what you want. Man,
1: you can put it in a stubby cooler, walk past a member of the filth and say, what, dickhead, and see what they say. Yeah. Whatever. You can burp on a on a policeman, smells like beer, sucked in. Yeah. Got ya. You're not getting me. Halfway through
0: a roadside breath test, stop blowing, take a sip, finish the blow, you're good to go. (laughs) Andy at Heaps Normal is going to listen to this and go, guys, I think there might be some messaging differences we have, but fuck it. You've put one in your kid's lunchbox. I'm drinking and yelling at cops. It's the bloody way to go. Heapsnormal.com. It's the only non-alcoholic beer that is worth your bloody time. It's delicious and they're legends. Thanks for supporting the pod.
1: Midair air madness. Passengers trading blows. Midair
0: brawl on board a scoot flight from the, the GOKA.
1: at LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the I <laughs> <on? laughs> hope this crashes. <laughs> out the fucking door!
0: Welcome to midflight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going, mate? Mate, I'm, I'm pretty good. I am upset about one thing I've been sent a lot in the news this week, though. American Airlines joins Southwest Airlines in extending its suspension of all alcohol on flights because of unruly passengers. This comes after a Southwest flight attendant was seriously hurt last weekend after being assaulted by a passenger.
1: Fuck, it was a good video, though. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not fine. It's awful. Yeah. But uh, as for the alcohol ban, people are saying, oh, you'll have nothing to talk about. Don't think so. Heaps. Heaps yeah. of stuff going on. Yeah, don't
0: worry, because I was a bit flattened by the first half of that news story, and then this happened. The FAA says there have been 2,500 reports of unruly passengers so far this year. It's only fucking June. Oh, yeah. We're not even, we're not even, we're not even six months in.
1: 2,500. And I think that's only America. That's only America. Yeah, we're fine, mate. We yeah. will never catch up.
0: I don't know if you saw that video. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a later rep. Uh, Southwest airline passenger towards the back of the plane. Obviously, if you're throwing haymakers, I know <laughs> business class is no good, but row 30s where you're going to find this. The yeah. the chick though, some of the worst punches I've ever seen thrown, and has somehow knocked out a few teeth from the flight attendant. So, you know me, I, I hate victim
1: blaming, but I reckon that she was. Probably needed some dental work. You reckon she needed a couple of veneers oh, so she picked a fight. Asked the stranger to start filming.
0: Mate, a fucking strong breeze would have knocked those teeth out if those punches did it. <laughs> those teeth didn't want
1: to hang around in her head. Man, I don't know. Thankfully, like if if you know if the victim, and it's a it's a textbook victim, did get her teeth knocked out, thankfully women can't really fight that well because they'd be fucking carnage.
0: You gotta watch the UFC
1: man, Amanda Nunes. Valentina Shevchenko. Oh, I know. A select few can. And I know a select few men can, but men are obviously much more violent. Mm. But so, if women got as violent as this all the time, fuck.
0: The person I was most worried about in the video, again, don't know if you've seen it, but there's a kid sitting row 29 in the middle seat while this fight is happening in the aisle next to him. He's got to be no older than 10. Couldn't give a fuck. And he hasn't got headphones on and an iPad. He's like, (laughs) I saw worse than this in the car right here. Fine. I'm worried about where that kid's going to end
1: up. Probably in the UFC in a few years. Mum and Darren had a bigger one than this <laughs> on the way in the taxi. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? Yeah, pretty good. I went to Newcastle, mm. uh, did some shows. The A uh, lot of Mid-Flight Brawl fans up there, actually. we are going to get up. Mate, later in the year,
0: I'll be doing stand-up up there, so we'll chuck a bloody, chuck a show on.
1: Yeah, we'll chuck a spread on up there. It'd be great because... Uh, Probably a dozen people who are in my solo show came up and said, oh, listen to the podcast, that's why I'm here. It's the only reason I ever knew that you did anything but podcasting, you fucking loser. But um, no, it was, it was good. It was very nice to to, uh, to see people up there into it. Pretty cool. Nice of you to be able to get out and about. Yeah. That's lovely. And I've seen you've been busy out on the internet all the time. I've been sent uh, a nice video of, of you but it uh, turned out it wasn't you that might as well have been, getting Egg. fucking knocked out on the street. Oh, really? Oh, you were maggot trying to throw some haymakers. This guy just fucking bang got you. The problem with doppelgangers
0: is that there is always one key, f- like, fact about them that clearly differentiates you from the person that looks like you. Absolutely. And the one in that video is me losing. There's no fucking way I'm losing a street fight blind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, the the knockout punch was from behind, so I think you might have. Oh, no, nah. eyes was, was on the back it was of the not head. Pretty, I ne- and it wasn't
0: I, nice. I, you'll never see the back of my head in public. I slide along a wall. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> sit in the furthest corner of a restaurant like a mob
1: man, <laughs> like like an ex prisoner. They all do that. Or sit in a booth back against the wall.
0: The one I got sent though, there was a doppelganger, just some bloke playing guitar. In New Zealand. And oh, yeah. Fuck, it looked pretty
1: close. Yeah, it was close. I saw that.
0: Put it online. They very tracked good. They tracked the band down, Cloud
1: Factory. Okay, sounds very New Zealand. With Lydia from Spain on the vocals and Zach on the guitar. Nice. I mean, I, I haven't had any for a while, but I used to get sent doppelganger photos and videos and stuff all the time. They, they're never quite right. It's like a looky-likey. Yeah. Like when a looky-likey. Leonardo DiCaprio or something walks into your party you go nah something's wrong with that guy yeah like I would have thought that before I realised he was trying to be a looky likey (laughs) with a stupid haircut they're never quite right and it's fucking insulting the ones I get sent
0: oh the ones that are always sent to me it's like am I allergic to peanuts yeah what's happened (laughs) I know I've got a big fucking bonce but Jesus
1: Christ (laughs) (laughs) mine used to go the other way when I was a bit thinner I'd get like actual meth head photos sent (laughs) Yeah, hang on. Fucking take it easy.
0: Yeah, your, yours are always CCTV footage at a 7-Eleven.
1: <laughs> yeah. Traffic lights. The one arm man with the fucking squeegee. <laughs> Syringe full of blood. Yeah. <laughs> and a p- pocket full of magnums. That's you. Um, man, we've got a pretty action-packed episode this week. Should we kick on? Oh, it's a big one. Yeah, let's kick off. All right. So um, this week, mate, we're looking at... Emirates Airlines Singapore Brisbane January 1 2014.
0: I'll allow that. I'm surprised we haven't got more of these uh second half of a you know UK or even Asia to Australia legs. Yeah. It's not all Jetstar direct. Fucking like your backyard to Patong or whatever.
1: No, no. The two leg ones. That's when tempers fray.
0: Yeah. And especially if it's, if it's from Europe, yeah. fuck, you've already spent 10, 12 hours on a plane. Let me go.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they probably burn out early. They're like your mates over in a, in a game of gridiron. <laughs> they don't last that long. <laughs> Ten seconds they've got and then they're puffed. So do you reckon, Same with a grub. You get three past, hours in, done.
0: Yeah, you get past the three-hour window, good to go.
1: Oh, you're comatose after that. Those big fellas, they can't do much after three hours. They're so, just asleep.
0: The the pilots, uh, I, I believe, the most dangerous time on a plane is the first eighteen seconds after takeoff. Yeah, some tiny amount, eighteen seconds or something. So once you get through that, the pilots are like thumbs up, we're good to go, and then they look at the flight attendants and say good luck for the next two hours, fifty nine minutes, and forty two seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I reckon they probably do three out two two to four hours. They're sitting there going, this is it, you know, high alert. Crack your knuckles, yeah. girls. Something's about to happen. <laughs> um. Anyway, pretty much the case here. Matthias York, uh, J O R G, which would be Matthew George here of Germany, is uh, he's on his way to the sunny coast. Wow. To see his estranged children, fifteen and seventeen. Um. Sunshine Coast, for those not in the know, north of Brisbane, approximately the same distance as the Gold Coast is south. Attracts a lot less attention due to the Gold Coast. Being so good at housing grubs. Well, and being more open about it. What? Gold Coast more open?
0: Yeah, the Gold Coast are like, come here, all the buildings are fucking uh, cream. Yeah. Get on a balcony, have a plank. Yeah. Drink too much, you know.
1: Well, there's a lot more sort of white collar crime and, and, you know, cane and glass drinks trolleys up at the sunny coast. Yeah. Uh, There are a lot of of dodgy 60-ish men move there, retired bent cops and or pedophiles and the like. Sleepy place, blend in easily.
0: But people forget too, it. But you just hear coast, and you think what a beautiful place. But they forget that there's bits where the beach isn't connected to the ocean. Yeah, and that's where it tends to get bad. Like Ben Knight, our mate, uh, great comedian, but he's from the Sunny Coast. But he said wrong side of the freeway,
1: Sunny Coast. Yeah, right. He's on the west side of the freeway. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't. Freeways, you to, freeways are a bit too close to the coast. Yeah. But anyway, either way, Australians have that uncanny ability of just grubs just infesting nice locations. They're fucking good at that. You go anywhere in Australia, go, this is beautiful. Oh, hang on. Someone's screaming at me. <laughs> um, if it weren't for the Gold Coast, though, sunny coast would be in the news much more, I would think. Plenty of grubbery going on up there, just not as much. Just little brother stuff. Yeah. Pretty good.
0: One of those teams that wins every game bar two in a season but the Premier wins all of them. Yeah. yeah fuck, they're still a good side. <laughs> <laughs> but you've, you've got to work a lot harder to knock them off, number one.
1: Sunny Coast, it's home to uh, Matthias York would quite enjoy this. It's home to the Bavarian Restaurant, for any nostalgic Germans up there. And uh, according to TripAdvisor, Bavarian, not great for vegans. Oh, really? That wouldn't have surprised me. I've experienced German cuisine in all its refined glory, and they absolutely detest anything green. Yeah,
0: you can barely get white. Yeah, unless it's potato or sauce. Yeah, the, the white sauce. They don't have a fake pork knuckle. Yeah, it's actually just a, <laughs> it's just lentils mashed up around a plastic tube. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Look, fake meat. That's 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 enough for me. Like, why do that? I quite like vegetarian, vegan food, but not the fake meat stuff. Fuck off. Leave it alone. Major choice. Um, also, the Barbarian has no toilets. Imagine that. After a few one-litre steins, you got to go over to the Cineplex and use <laughs> theirs. <laughs> just, just going for another
0: dip again, are you, mate? Yeah. Just need a <laughs> swim. <laughs> just another belly button height swim.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not close enough to the beach. It's right near a eight cinema complex which oh, all fuck. best pubs are <laughs> as we know attached to shopping centers and cinemas.
0: What's the Gold Coast version of that? Is it a
1: Rab- Rabina? Rabina, that's inland a bit.
0: Yeah, I did a gig at a at a cinema in Rabina, but it was one of those you go outside and there's about 25 bars all attached and restaurants and oh man. Yeah. quite a humming atmosphere really far away
1: from the beach, which is why I went to the Gold Coast to to stay well away from the beach. Weird. I meet people in my suburb, which is beachside, who don't go to the beach. Mind blown. What buying. are you doing here? Go and live somewhere better, cheaper, get a big McMansion, whatever, media room, all the rest of it. <laughs> um, you ever been to Oktoberfest? Uh, no. I've, I've got no real desire myself. i heard some fucking horror stories of some such-is-lifer types making tools of themselves over there.
0: It depends. What makes Oktoberfest? like, Do you have to go there or can you just drink the same amount you would in another country? Not even
1: know where you are anyway. What, just sit in your house in October? (laughs) Is that what you mean? Don't leave the house but drink heaps of beer out of big glasses. Smash and frothies. metal cup.
0: I think the difference is too is that a lot of the European beer that's brewed here under licence, it's not to the same rules that a lot of European beer has, which is you can just use the four key ingredients, don't even fucking think about preservatives or whatever. Yeah. And uh, when I have been in Germany and around those parts getting
1: maggot, uh, the hangovers, a little bit easier to deal with. Yeah. Do you think, what, Australians put more preservatives in because of the heat or something? Yeah, they must do. Is that what's happening?
0: You know it's not good for a hangover? Chemical name, three-digit number in brackets. They don't seem to help hangovers.
1: Yeah. That's why VB is the worst beer probably on the planet.
0: Mate, well, it, it is, it's got the most in there. The most, um, most numbers. The most numbers. The most high insult. What's the fucking word? I just said it. Man, getting up early, no good for the brain. preservatives. preservatives. Most highly preserved yeah. beer in the
1: world. The old VB. Well, uh, on the sunny coast, the so. thing, you know it's <laughs> you know also the home of you can visit some big stuff. Oh, great. The sunny coast. Lots of big stuff. Yeah. I've always loved big stuff. They've got the big shell oh. in Tawonton. Uh, and the big shell forms part of the entrance to a shop that sells shells and other shit that's been just flogged from the beach like driftwood. Mm. imagine just picking up sticks and shit and selling that. Also a bunch of locally produced knickknacks they sell on consignment.
0: yeah, a uh, a fucking big a big pen with a shell attached to it for
1: ninety five that sort of stuff yeah get a whole get a bit of bark and put a fucking pen in it like a, a hollow bit of cinnamon quill or something. shove a fucking keno pencil in that. <laughs> Call it something else,
0: <laughs> and then the ones that make no sense—the big shell, Sunshine Coast snow globe. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> snow globe collectors don't think of that, do they? No, I think there's never ever been snow in Kosamui, but I'm still getting one. <laughs> um, they uh, they've been they've been for sale for three years. The big shell—they're waiting for just the right buyer. It's got a yeah. house and a shop, and uh, as if anyone selling property gives a shit who buys it. All these sellers go, I'm just waiting for a young local family wishing to put down some roots. They discover that just the right buyer ends up being a Chinese billionaire looking for somewhere to park a fucking high rise.
0: <laughs> you don't think there's anyone out there selling a property? Because I've had mates that have bought houses, but they don't do it. You know, they're not looking on realestate.com or domain or whatever. Yeah. They go through a buyer's advocate or get hit up from someone like, hey, this family are just looking to sell and they don't want to deal with real estate agents. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, there's that. But I think when it comes to people selling property, the only people who are actually fussy are proper racists. Yeah. Other than that, the rest of us are just go, yeah, I'm selling it to the highest fucking bidder. I don't give a shit. Could be Harry Truegerboff. He could have it if he's paying me millions. Um, one of the big things I've always loved up there is the big pineapple, as in there's only one big pineapple. Big stuff, never that big. I don't know if you've been close to some big stuff. should should be a rule. It's got to be minimum 5,000 times the size of the original, I reckon, (laughs) but scaling up to much more than that if the original is small. Like you can't just have a fucking big grain of sand and then open up a fucking chutney shop surrounding a plastic bit of fake sand the size of my fist. No way.
0: There's the giant koala, pretty fucking large. Nah. Oh, no, I've just looked it up thinking it was going to be great. Only 14 metres tall. Yeah.
1: They're fucked. They're never that big. <laughs> I reckon got to be visible from a kilometre and or five thousand times the size of a normal one. You know, it was a disappointment to me. The big cow at Kalanga, we used oh. to drive past it all the time. Yeah, and I just, as a kid, I just we pestered my dad to stop it at enough one time we did, and received a well warranted "I told you so" <laughs> when we did <laughs> up close shit house. But last year, I looked up the big cow. Well, I've had a look. The big,
0: pine- big pineapple, larger than the big koala, 16 metres, the big pineapple. Yeah, not that big. Not big enough. Should be from space, I reckon. Yeah. Great Wall of China and there's a fucking massive pineapple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some, some. Uh, the big cow, that got moved to Toowoomba in 2020. Oh. Inexplicable. Well, that's just COVID boredom. Some Toowoomba opportunists thought, oh, I reckon I could get that cow on the cheap <laughs> this year. I'm having it. That's going to sit in my backyard. What a time. There's there's also the big strawberry. You could tow that away behind a sedan. I've seen it. It fits on a trailer. Yeah, that's not I – mean, it's bigger than a normal one. I get it, but it's not big and it's not clever. <laughs> if, it's,
0: if it's on a trailer, there's always one of those news stories, slow news day, where just some mental farmer has grown a fucking massive bit of fruit or veg. Oh, yeah. There's a good <laughs> chance there's an actual strawberry bigger than <laughs>
1: Than the big strawberry. <laughs> there's a there's a reason fruit and veg is the size it is. Once you once you outgrow it, it tastes like shit. Like a big one. Like it's proper big sweet potato or something. Fucking terrible. Oh big pumpkin. Mate, awful.
0: You're not gonna be happy with this. Uh Kunamu, Victoria, the big strawberry. Uh fully licensed cafe, indoor playground. It must be some some size. Range of jams, oh, condiments, yeah. and sauces. Yeah. All of made course. on premises. But mm-hmm. uh Unfortunately, COVID opening hour is nine to three. All <laughs> right. COVID's done. <laughs> can I get a 4.30 p.m. strawberry
1: thick shake? No, sorry, mate. COVID. Yeah. Don't do thick shakes anymore. <laughs> Only milkshakes. COVID. <laughs> um, there's the big chair. Fucking yawn. The big child. A rusting metal sculpture of a child doing a cartwheel. Six oh. metres tall.
0: I thought it was just, just going to be one of those kids you see on the Today Show playing rugby league. They're way bigger
1: than all the other under nines. Just smashing other kids. <laughs> Bigger than a regular one, but six metres, that's fucked. Yeah. That's that's Nothing. no good. Not good enough. Big
0: guitar, you would have seen that. Tamworth, I believe.
1: Yeah, I've seen a big guitar. Yeah. I stood in front of it. Oh, yeah? Big. I could climb it. We'd probably have together. Maybe. On one of those showcase tours. Yeah. Um, You know what? The the, the most famous one, though, probably the most famous on the sunny coast, Matilda. The, uh, who, the big kangaroo, mascot of the 82 Commonwealth Games. Who could ever forget Matilda turning its head very slightly and winking during the opening ceremony of the illustrious Brisbane Commonwealth Games? The same games where Robert, Deke, Deke Estella completed the marathon with a turd running down his leg. No guts, no glory. The original poo jogger, Deke. <laughs> One of your mates from Melbourne up in Brisbane just having a turd on the streets.
0: There are No guts. <laughs> They're all left on the road. You <laughs> shit them out. It's too far to run for a human. That that uh Matilda, that winking kangaroo, that was fucking creepy. I had no idea about that until we did the live shows in Brizzy, and you you found a video. Oh yeah, showed me a video of this big mechanical kangaroo. Yeah, I'll chuck it up on the Insta. Cre- very creepy,
1: mate. As a child, I saw Matilda. And I thought that is that's got to be at least hundred meters tall. That is huge. Getting around the stadium, nah, thirteen. Roughly seven times the size of an actual roo, not good enough.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen a roo in a, in a certain- Are they just untrainable? They're never in films doing anything cool.
1: They're completely untrainable. Look at the size of their head compared to the body. Fucking mm. thick as pig shit. <laughs> the, only, the only anomaly here, I reckon, is a cow. Massive head, mushy brain. But uh, animals with small heads, like my dog. Or like a kangaroo, fucking hard to get anything in there.
0: Yeah, they're dumb chickens. There's a new producer at the radio show is vegan. I was trying to explain to her that I can understand not eating pork because pigs get pretty sad when their mates get axed, Um, but chickens, dumb as fuck, never put up a put a thousand of them in a shoebox.
1: They don't even know. Nah, they wouldn't have a clue. They've never said anything anyway. They must (laughs) like it. Um. Mate, Robert Deke Stella, first name Francois, in fact. Oh, really? Frank Hoyce. Frank Hoyce from Melbourne. He went um, with his middle name, Robert, probably because he got the shit kicked out of him as a kid. Yeah. But um, pretty good dude. Like, he did a lot of good work post-career. Managed to peak two years either side of a, an Olympics for about 12 years there. <laughs> <laughs> got the cycle all wrong. <laughs> competed in something like four Olympics, I think. I think he finished in the top ten in four consecutive Olympics, but never meddled. Wait, In the 84 one, he was he was favourite, but he stopped to have a drink of water. Everyone just ran past. Oh, really? See Didn't catch him up.
0: Do you think, though, for the Commonwealth Games, he's getting ready for the Olympics as a white guy running a long distance. He goes, Who's, who am I up against? Everyone from everywhere. No, nah,
1: I'm all right. Just wait. Well, these days, yeah, but in in the eighties, no, not so much. Like he he was world champion. He was a like proper class runner. Yeah, he's knocking them off in sub two tens. Pretty good. Creepy though, isn't it? Marathon runners, the build. Oh, they're incredibly creepy. He he turned into a motivational speaker though, which what? was good. Oh yeah. <laughs> was this the Gold Coast Marathon? Yes, I've done it. Oh, you did it. I didn't. Not that particular one. I don't. I, well, I wasn't anywhere near the start line where Deke was yelling. Yeah, I did it. I did a marathon once at the goal. It was terrible. It's one of the worst days of my life. I will never do it again. What'd you wear on the feet? Oh, a pair of KTs. They, oh. they did the job. But um, it was just a bad I had to. I was sick for a few days afterwards. It's not and great. I understood near the end exactly why Deke shit himself. Oh. Because you, your body just packs it in. Yeah. It's bad news. Bad thing to do. Stupid. Don't do it. Did you train for it? Little bit, but I was I was twenty, so you don't have to do anything. There. Yeah, that's true. You've
0: yeah, been training, of, just living.
1: You stand there on one leg and and pull the other leg up behind you. Do that twice on each leg. Way you go
0: for forty two kilometers, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, buddy, your mate Rob, uh, Frank Frankoys, he's up, uh, he's up there for the start of the Gold Coast Marathon. Yeah, just giving a great rev up speech. Two and a
1: half thousand years ago, that Greek soldier. and gave his life for his people. You are his legacy. You will be tested. Your body will be tested. You've got to stray strong.
0: Yeah. That's about a <laughs> two-minute <laughs> lit speech. <laughs> Little mistake at the end there. You've got to stray strong.
1: Yeah. You've got to stray, stray strong. strong.
0: <laughs> You've got to stray
1: strong. <laughs> And he was reading it. I think he's, he's slipping back to the use, and then he yeah. fucked it, got got his tongue tied up. I, I can relate to that. But, you know, use, you has got to stay strong, and use do got to stay strong. No, u's got to. You've got to stray strong. you has got to yeah. stray strong. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all that would be in my head. Yeah. If I was about to run a marathon, I'm like, hold on, what's this speech about? That for 42K. you
1: got to stray strong.
0: I'd be laughing. Yeah. I'd be at the back. Stray. <laughs> Did you fucking he hear him? He said stray,
1: Deke. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Looking around, everyone hear that? And the, the people running that Gold Coast Marathon are the legacy of that Greek soldier. Yeah. That's great. right. All you white-collar mental CEOs who need to push themselves for more of an excuse to stay away from your family, you are the legacy. Yeah. Of that soldier, it's,
1: those, it's also the other mentals you see at marathons in like a pink panther fucking one piece pajama suit and shit. You know, you see those fuckheads yeah.
0: dress up. Yeah, there Yeah, the fun cricket. and
1: games at the start line, dickhead. See you in four hours. See how you're traveling.
0: I will say though, my my father-in-law is a fucking meat axe and he he got some he got some medal. I forget I forget what it was. He did ten Melbourne marathons in a row.
1: Wow, that's yeah, fucking what each Nuts. year. Yeah. Every every year, once a year, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh right. These knees got shit. I thought you meant like ten days or something.
0: There's that Bravehearts Bravehearts charity, and the the dad did some fucking insane amount. Yeah. I spoke
1: to him on Triple
0: M Brisbane last year. It was something like twelve marathons in twelve days, or yeah, something insane.
1: God, I mean, you could walk that, but yeah, if you're running them, bad news. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a barrel of laughs. That bloke, joggers are no good. Long distance joggers, fucking crazy people. It's <laughs> It's they're not right. <laughs> they know they're not right. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> and they know I know. So they're hard to get along with. Just let me keep running. I've got to stray strong. Yeah. <laughs> you know who strayed strong? Now, not the best motivational speech ever. Even not not even the best from Australia. Remember Nigel? No. You got his uh three quarter time AFL speech. Oh,
0: Nigel's Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. I'll- Aussie rule, best three-quarter time rev-up speech of all time. You can check it out on YouTube. It's just some country footy team, and this guy's team are down. Fucking sensational. This is one of the best quotes ever. I don't know if anybody
1: saw the Olympics fucking somewhere in the 80s. There was
0: this chick
1: that did this fucking marathon, and she fucking, fair enough, she'd come fucking 10th or 20th or something like that, but that's not important. The poor bitch was fucking running. She actually fucking crawled. To the fucking line, she didn't fucking give up. She fucking pushed herself, she pushed herself, she pushed herself <laughs> to near fucking exhaustion. That's what I'm asking of you, blokes, is to Go push you, yourselves oh, oh, you goodness, here, to the final hoodie and take
0: this fucking prize away from these what cats. They ain't
1: deserve it. We fucking do. Come and on, there's boy. fucking hooters oh, yeah, yeah, in you know
0: the Somewhere in the fucking 80s, there was this chick that did this fucking marathon. And yeah, she, fair enough, so good. she came 10th or 20th or some shit, but that's not important. Yeah. Oh,
1: who, that... could, who could not go out and just win after that? Also, classic haircut. That's one of the best haircuts oh. I've ever seen on that <laughs> bloke, just the, the back view of his head. I mean, they've, they've come back in now, but that must be 20 years old, that.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the wide, the wide but low mohawk. I don't even know the term. I don't know what it is. It's called an arrow mullet now. Yeah, one on the sides and maybe a three on the top,
1: oh, front to back. Sick.
0: Yeah, Shepherd's Bush, I believe they're called
1: that team. She- Shepherd's Bush Raiders. I hope he gets speaking appointments. That bloke, like he deserves. He deserves more corporates than the likes of you and me <laughs> to just go and do motivational speaking. <laughs> I go and there's ex-sportsmen. And there's, you know, pricks have been injured and stuff like this. Get Nigel in. He would rev a company up.
0: Yeah. Not, oh, I thought you meant for a sportsman's lunch. You mean legitimate corporates. Yes, absolutely. Fucking this, Sheila. The chick did a fucking marathon. She came 10th yeah. or 20th or some shit. That's not important. Yeah. All right, Westpac. What <laughs> a fucking name from you, cats. You're the big four, but you're the biggest one.
1: Yeah. Hit <laughs> some targets, boys. Um. So, so Matthias, he's, he's thinking of all the big stuff he can take the kids to to curry their favour. Quite spoiled divorcees kids from my experience. Now now it's much more common, of course. But when I was at school, right, if I saw someone who who wasn't rich with a brand-new toy, I'd go straight up and say, look, sorry, it didn't work out for you folks, mate. <laughs> Chin up. Can I have a turn? Yeah, <laughs> i <old> double Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so um, oh, that, that's got to be one of the advantages. Um. Got a lot in his mind, the big fella. And I say that not as the Aussie term of endearment, big fella, but I copped a photo or two of Matthias, big bloke. I've always hated big fella as a as a saying. G'day, G'day. champion. How are you, big fella? It's a G'day. power thing. G'day, big fella. Awful to hear. Customers in the bottle shop I used to work at, they used to say it all the time, just to build up some goodwill before fucking asking for a favour or a discount. G'day, chief. Not buttering me up with flattery. Especially with my height and weight or average. I've never been the champion of anything. I work in a shop, you fuckwit. I
0: can I can imagine how all of those conversations with went. It was them saying, get a big fella. And then you before they even get ah, out at the end, you just cut to you saying, What do you fucking want?
1: Yeah, pretty much. What's a catch? Yeah. <laughs> just get to it. What do you want? <laughs> 1095. Whatever. Um Matthias is obviously thinking, look, I'm gonna take the kids to see the big pelican. Or the big Ned Kelly, which <laughs> one first? You could feasibly say, get a big fella at those. I'll tell you what, actually, you know what you could say, get a big fella at? It's in the uh, in USA. I went to a few big things. Just You drive past signs, it says big this, and you just go. Yeah. You just turn off. Two streets later, you're outside a big thing. It's Minnesota, I think. There's a, But they're peppered all over the United States. They love their tack as much as us. I visited Paul Bunya, oh, Bunyan. Yeah. Uh, the giant lumberjack.
0: Yeah, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Giant lumberjack and folk hero in America and American and Canadian folklore.
1: I mean, if you said, g'day big fella to him, you'd be literally correct. Spot on. The rest of them, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Take it easy.
0: (laughs) He's even got a movie. He's got a couple of movies. Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Paul Bunyan, 1958. Bunyan and Babe. He's got a blue ox or something. Yeah, Babe the Blue Ox.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Brilliant. What a fucking thing to do. Just create that. It's amazing. Whatever. <laughs> Humans. Uh, so, Matthias, he's got on the Emirates plane at Singapore, right? Bigger back into this. Maybe after a generous slice of halal lemon meringue pie in the Emirates combined first and business class lounge in Singapore. Ooh, I don't know. it's good. He's, um, he's an anxious flyer too, so. Well, he should have sorted that out on the first leg, I reckon. You'd think so. He's had 12 hours to get maggot. Anxiety pops up at the strangest times from what I've seen. Yeah, during a hangover. <laughs> During a hangover, at court <laughs> appearances, all sorts of places, anxiety just rears its head <laughs> spasmodically. No warning, there it is. Um, later on, describing himself as a seasoned traveller, a term that used to denote someone who perhaps clocked in at less than 120 kg and could traverse some rough terrain on foot, <laughs> maybe flog off their wares at a market, pick a pocket or two. Now it's just on frequent fly points, far more quantifiable. Or, you can sit your ass on a plane in winter or summer, can you? Just like Robinson Crusoe, seasoned travellers. It's like it's like when you hear triple threat, like the way you are sometimes described. It's always three things, <laughs> it's completely you. unthreatening.
0: <laughs> you go through any time I've been labelled a triple threat, and it's you on here. <laughs> the only instances
1: of it what, in what recorded you- history. He can act. He can drive a car. He can talk. He's a triple threat. Some triple threats, like they're all over reality TV and shit. But it's always some pretty little choir boy who can memorize some words and say them back to a camera. I don't feel under threat at all. Yeah. Like a traffic light meth head with a sputum born disease and a knife and a nothing to lose attitude. That's a fucking triple threat, mate. Lock the doors. No one, no one's calling them triple threat. <laughs> the true triple threat
0: i um i saw at the lights the other day I was in my car and there there was some uh, very very busy street alexander parade in melbourne busy three or four lanes each way and i'm at the lights and the the bloke comes across he's got the i'm going to wash your windshield for you pitch and yeah. he had a mate across the road sitting next to a bucket and he had his own little squeegee this bloke and he's he's just sort of head down he, he was he looked pretty knackered and the yep. guy that went to wash my window yelled out to him, hey, mate, you got the hang of it yet? You'll be right. It was like actually a nice little rev up
1: speech. Yeah, that's nice.
0: But I love, have you got the hang of it? Yeah. it's. I,
1: <laughs>
0: I think the real hang is <laughs> not getting run over. <laughs> my son could have the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, he could he do. He could get the hang of it. Wash a
1: window, put your hand out. They need Nigel down there revving him up. <laughs> Sounds like sitting on an upturned bucket. That's not getting the job done, mate. There was a bitch in the eighties. She crawled over cars. Um. Anyway, so this this particular season traveller, right, when faced with the colossal task of completing seven and a half hours sitting in a large chair being waited on, uh, he had trouble getting all the way through that quest. So he's asked for and received several mini bottles of red wine. Bang. At which point he thought, I mean, realistically, I could drink seven of them. They're not, they're not that big, are they? Tiny little hundred mil things. Nothing to it.
0: But they trick you in the sky. Yeah. Uh, Mister George, George, yeah, Matthias here.
1: Yeah.
0: Is he up the front?
1: Uh, I don't know. It said he's a seasoned traveller. I couldn't find what seat he was in. Okay. So I'm not a hundred percent. He sounds like a bit of a businessy type.
0: Oh, I th- I think though, it sounds like he's down the back because that's where you. That's where you get your little bottles. Oh, you get a big one up the front, well, yeah? No, up the front, they pour it into a glass for you out of a big one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's down the back. Actually. I saw a photo of him later on. Looked like the back unless he was taken down there. Um, he's thought after these wines, he thought, I need a dart. Oh. I'm not waiting. Why should I? I'm an anxious flyer. So he's he's gone in the toilet to have a fag. Got caught, obviously. You're fucking scoffing away on those ciggies all day. Oh. All day, all night, Siggy. You got a Siggy butt brain. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I reckon they should bring back the smoking section on a plane. Not with the curtain though, just present it like a cell with all of them in there. Just one toilet in the corner, not allowed out for the whole flight. Per specs.
0: Oh, like at the actual airport, like at Singapore airport. Yeah. You just see the, the plastic box. Looks like the game show, The Cube. <laughs>
1: just- oh, man. It reminds me of a pet store. You can just go up and knock on it and, and scare the kittens. That's what you do when you walk past these people. Stay in there. It's your choice. Fight it out. No rules. Don't care. Medical emergency. Let me out. Nah, sucked in. You made your choice, you filthy animal. You're in the smoking section.
0: Well, I believe we know a bloke that got in trouble for having to smoke on a plane. Oh, yeah. I believe he was smoking marijuana out of an apple.
1: Yeah, that's a bit different. (laughs) I mean, they treat it as the same, though. Smoke is smoke. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Later on, news article comments are overwhelmingly against Yorg, but a few supporters are out there railing against nanny state lawmakers. Most of the advice from Joe Public was, though, to just get some patches or gum. Like normal, weak-minded nicotine addicts, when they can't smoke, do. Um, nearly every comment from a British contributor involved condoning violence. Because <laughs> this, these articles appeared on Daily Mail and the and the UK tabloids, and oh. they're all like, "I would have belted the shit out of this guy, would ya? Okay, yes, yeah, so I would. I." And there's a yeah. hundred comments like that.
0: But- but also, if you write in the comment section of those newspapers, you are also a fucking durry monster. You got the siggy brain. You've got the siggy brain. Oh, for sure. I don't, I don't think there's any clean living folk typing
1: away under a Daily Mail article. No way. All their da- the bottom the bottom corners of all their Daily Mail's are missing. They're all roaches. <laughs> like there's nothing. It's never you can't see the page numbers after a da- after half a day. Um <laughs> So Matthias, he gets roused on and fairly quickly turns violent, or, or I should say cigarettes turn violent via their vessel, Matthias York.
0: Um, it wasn't Matthias at this point, though, because Matthias had had a few little bottles of red wine. Yeah, it was red wine, cigarettes, and anxiety. It's no longer Matthias. It's alcohol.
1: <laughs> Mr. Bulls. Oh, he's back. Mr. Bulls Mr. B-double-O-Z. It's back again on another flight. It's back with a vengeance. He's he's not throwing a punch, really, but he did do a bit of push and shove, probably some shirt fronting like your mates in Victoria do.
0: Oh, AFL, the classic jumper punch, if you don't know, yeah. which is you hold someone, you grab the scruff of the shirt yeah, and you – you pull them towards you and then push them back and it looks like you're just, you know, shaking them by the shirt, but you were getting some clean ones in on the jaw. Oh, yeah. Classic AFL move. Always get a few sneaky ones
1: in, don't I? The sneaks.
0: Well, that's where they're smarter. What's that? They're smarter than their rugby league counterparts who just fucking headbutt and bite and throw uppercuts. Fuckhead. You say
1: smart, I say sneaky. That's like <laughs> saying white-collar <laughs> criminals are smarter. They're just fuck. they're still criminals. They pieces are. of shit. <laughs> Just grub they're actually grubbier. I prefer to get held up. <laughs> I still think it's smarter. He's um he's injured a couple of flight attendants and then um then cigarettes and red wine attempted to open the cabin door. Oh. No dice, full altitude, full speed, no chance, dickhead.
0: Do they write down those names on the arrest sheet? It was Matthias, aka Peter Jackson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jacob's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to open the cabin door. Mr. Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Seven or so passengers uh, pinned him down to a seat and tied him up. Who wouldn't love an excuse to get in on that? I'd lay in on someone like that until I got yelled at. No big punches or anything, just sneaky stuff like your mates. Yeah. (laughs) Just sharp little three-fingered jabs in the side of the neck.
0: Because that's the other thing that there'd be people on the plane that would have also had a few little bottles of red and thought, if anything kicks off, I'm in. I'm going to be a hero. Perfect excuse. Yeah. I've sat on a lot of long-haul flights, about to become an unregistered air marshal. Just yeah. <laughs> I've watched
1: too many UFC fights on my phone. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Just itching to get deputised. <laughs> Well, those, hopefully the flight attendants are all small. You go, can I get in? they go, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. Yeah. Then you got some guy down by his head <laughs> and you're doing a bit of, you like that, don't you? You fucking like that. bit of gritted teeth, asking if they like it. <laughs> Did you ever get that as a kid? You didn't have brothers. Fuck me. That was my childhood. You fucking like that, don't you, mate? You fucking like that. You go, oh, thanks for asking, but not really, no. You're sitting on my fucking head.
0: That's a lot of uh, primary school, early high school fights when you're trapped in a circle and you're getting shoved from all directions. You get a lot of that through the fucking teeth.
1: Oh, that's never happened to me. What, have you been in a circle being chucked around by multiple boys? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's like prison.
0: Well, it's not fun. So uh, I remember one time you just, the the one with the rattiest head, which is generally the smallest one, you go, I'm going to get beaten up anyway, so I'm going to fucking kill this kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll take out the little one.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're both going to lose a team member, except I'm, I'm by <laughs> myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Matthias, he stayed He stayed tied up for a few hours. I'll tell you what, you don't realise how much you itch your nose and get your hair out of your eyes and stuff until you don't have the use of your arms. <laughs> That's why dogs always rubbing their faces on shit.
0: And they're arseholes. Yeah. No opposable thumb to give that a scratch.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> Itchy arsehole, don't touch it. Can't. Um, Matthias was tied up until they landed in a beautiful sunshine state. Shine on Brisbane. And so they got to Brisbane, the wallopers got on, and they've untied Matthias and took him away. And that is when red wine and cigarettes tried to headbutt one of the pigs. Oh, Fair play. Jesus.
0: Do you think that's uh, when they get arrested? Uh, it's a it's an arrest like at the end of a Scooby Doo episode. They go, Matthias, we know it's you. And then he they pull off a mask and go, fuck. It was alcohol and cigarettes and anxiety. (laughs) Just a smoking fag butt head. And I would have gotten away with
1: it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. (laughs) Cigarettes, uh, for all his trouble, got put in the slammer, not before time, with two cellmates, red wine and anxiety, of course. Um, He had to pay Matthias Cigarettes Jorg a uh, $200 smoking fine. That seems a bit low to me. I reckon if you locked yourself in a toilet and smoked fifty cigarettes, that'd be about two hundred bucks. <laughs> Might as well get your money's worth.
0: They've really got to bump that up. Yeah. I, mad. I've only ever had a drunk dart, and even I at two hundred dollars would go, Oh, I'd have a crack at that. Whatever. The fine's not meant to be so low that it becomes a fun thing to try.
1: Yeah. It's like um those people who get their mates to pitch in and they go and streak at the cricket. Yeah. You get fifty blokes to put in a hundred bucks, you can go streaking. Way you go.
0: My mum offered to, she wanted me to run onto the field with Collingwood when I was in my teenage years because I had a resemblance to a player who's now their coach, Nathan Buckley. Yeah. And um, she said, I'll pay the fine. And I said, I don't want to get in trouble. She called me a soft cock. Yeah, she said great. that was weak. What a
1: what a great parent. <laughs> She's listening into this. G'day, Mum. Even I've seen Nathan Buckley and he's clearly caught more punches in the head than you have mm. if you looked similar to him at some stage. Yeah. He's, uh, you've had a very soft life. Your mother's correct.
0: A lot closer to his body fat percentage as well. When I was in my teens, oh, right?
1: Okay, looking a bit different right. now. A puffier Nathan Buckley now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Matthias Lindemann bin sixty-five. Georg had to pay the airline fifteen hundred dollars, and a victim oh, of his violence on the plane eleven $1, hundred and fifteen dollars one of the flight attendants, he had to surrender his passport, right? And he claimed through his interpreter that he was injured while he got his arms and legs tied up. What cabin crews do, though, from what I've read, what they're allowed to do, it's governed by the country where the plane's registered. So you might you might want to watch that. You think, oh, I'm traveling to Australia. They're not allowed to beat the shit out of customers, whatever whatever they do. But uh, nah, wrong. The plane's from the Emirates. Pretty sure they do what the fuck they want. <laughs> And I saw some pictures of his injuries. They do look quite painful. Big purple bruise on his side and his wrists are all like they're red raw. Looks like they've been burnt.
0: Fuck. That's him wriggling around in the Jetstar handcuffs though, isn't
1: it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. A lot of of resistance there. But he was was only 54, but maybe he's one of those ones who bruise easily. Um, He also had to pay a $1,000 bond and received a 12-month prison sentence suspended for three years. Pretty cheap deal. Fuck yeah. I've seen more doled out for less.
0: That sounds like it'd be a good. We talk about show bags. We've spoken about them a bit. It's a good value there. That's the best value. 200 for the DART, 1500 for the airline, 1700, 1100
1: to just punch a
0: flight attendant. Yeah. We're up to 2800.
1: This is like your gambling ads. You could just do the best value or the best value around. for feel like telling gamblers <laughs> what the best value is. Best value is stay at home, fellas. Close the fucking wallet. That's the best value. <laughs> Best value you can do on a plane though, go <laughs> to the toilet seven times and smoke, you'll only get the one fine, and then punch on. Make sure you're on such and such a, a carrier. The penalties won't be too bad. Um, needs, needs a lot more research than I'm capable of to see what the best value is, <laughs> I would think. Um, the $3,500 uh, he spent on getting out of the shit about the price of family past to Underwater World at Malulabar, I think. So he just had to – I think he had just – Tell his kids they're going to the Big Pineapple instead. <laughs> it's all gravy. Free to leave the country. No harm, no foul.
0: No, you go You go to the greatest theme park in Queensland, which is... Uh, Brisbane. <laughs> no, Aussie World, mate. Sunshine Coast Theme Park, Aussie World.
1: You went to Aussie World, didn't you?
0: No, I never went to Aussie World. You drive past it on the way from Brisbane up to the sunny coast. Yeah. And it, it it's... Fuck, it doesn't look great. looks terrible. It's a... You can see most of it from- from the freeway,
1: yeah there was a um there used to be a water slide park somewhere, ah, oh, fuck up that was when I was a kid, it's gone now, I can't remember what it was called, but they had water slides just on a hill, yeah, so they didn't have to build them, they just put them on the on the lawn, but you come around one bend so fast you I fell out a couple of like you come off the side, but you only fall you know half a metre because that's where the <laughs> You know those big ones? It's terrifying. If I fall out of this, that's it. (laughs) This one, not so much. Just dust the grass off, jump back in. You'd be right. Pretty good.
0: Oh, wow. So I just saw the second thing that's promoted on the Aussie World website is welcome to Banana Bender Pub, Sunshine Coast. Man. You think, well, that's not great. There's a couple of rides and then welcome there.
1: Is that inside Aussie World?
0: Yep, Banana Bender Pub, and then there's the shed where you can have functions, live events, or weddings. Oh. Getting married at Aussie World.
1: That's incredible. What a. I reckon they'd dupe a few foreigners into doing that. Not many Aussie couples would be going to Aussie World, I wouldn't think. I don't know. Love to see the clientele.
0: Well, they've. The Banana Bed a Pub, I thought, what's on here? Because it's got featured upcoming events. I've clicked it. You can see June 26th, Akmal. And June the fourth, Jamoan.
1: All right. So there must Jesus be a. Jesus Christ. De- Maybe it's a decent pub. It's. I doubt it. It seems well out of the way. If it's at Aussie World, that's a destination pub. You're not. You're not walking past that.
0: I clicked on it, Banana Bend Pub. It's now open for brekkie on Sundays. Oh, that'd be nice. And then one of the taglines: "It's got ice cold beer straight from the tap." Oh. Of course. You'd, now you're just describing to me. Well, that's novel. <laughs> How a fucking keg works?
1: Yeah, I, I liken that to real estate agents telling me they're selling a house ready to move in. Is it? Well, thanks very much. Drive away, drive away, cars. Ice
0: cold beer straight from the tap into a glass handed to you yeah. for you to drink with your mouth after you pay with cash or card at the register. Wow, you've got me, Banana Bender Pub. I'll see you there. Yeah,
1: bit wordy for Queenslanders describing a pub. Um. The Crown Prosecutor in Matthias Georg's case, Anita Sharma, she is, she's had a colourful – she's also resided over the t- 2014 case of Mac- Matthew Lockley, a former MFB alumni from the early days, a bloke who mistook the cockpit door for the toilet door. don't oh, know if you remember. Certainly do. Banging on it, triggering a hijack alert on the Virgin Brisbane Denpasar flight, scrambling the Indonesian Defence Force. Big one. Um, <clears throat> A bit of a dickheads on plane specialist is Anita Sharma. She also presided over a case in 2010 involving Rockhampton out on bail for drug offences. larrikin, Andrew Ackers, who was getting on a Jetstar flight in Brisbane off to visit his dying grandmother in Rocky, in his carry-on bag was <laughs> hold on, yep, <Yeah>. a balaclava, <laughs> airgun pellets, and. A dismantled air pistol. T. <laughs> he he said,
0: "Oh, he didn't I'm looking it, forward to this." You should never have a balaclava <laughs> in Rocky. You are so far from snow. The oh only no. acceptable place to wear that outdoors.
1: Yeah, maybe he's a race car driver. He said he didn't think it <laughs> needed declaring because it was a toy, and. Uh, he was in Brisbane jail that night when his nan passed away, negating his need to go and euthanasia with an air pistol and a, and a balaclava. Um,
0: well, it's a, maybe it's because, you know, uh, euth- euthanasia is still against the law in a lot of parts. So I thought the only way I can get nan out of her misery is to just scare the fuck out of her, kick the front door with in. With an air <laughs> pistol. Yell home <laughs>
1: invasion. <laughs> you can kill someone with a headshot of a up close, air pistol—I reckon you could kill him, especially an old person.
0: My nan used to bruise, and she'd say it's because it's windy. Yeah, she,
1: her skin was just that soft. Be careful when you're fighting old men; you can really hurt them. <laughs> Street fights—anyone over seventy, just take care. Everyone, be careful what you're doing to them. Um, so Sharma has said to Georg: obviously, you're an addicted smoker and you can't be in small spaces. So one will wonder why you get on a plane in the first place, you dickhead. Good point. Um yeah, Matthias's legal aid I? defense <laughs> <Mateus's> <laughs> legal aid defense lawyer said half-heartedly, "Well, it was out of character and he doesn't really remember most of his actions." Sadly, often the case. The memories of these blokes falter at the first sign of being told they did something shit. Um <laughs> And it works. I I guarantee
0: if you win the fight on the plane and don't get arrested, not only will you remember the story, you'll tell everyone you've
1: ever loved or met. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. What a story. Like even, like this is a pretty good story. Only three and a half grand, story for life.
0: Maybe um, Maybe it's the metal detector at any magistrate's court around Australia, just when you pass through it, it's got the memory wiping thing like a men in black gun. Oh, yeah. You walk in and go, fuck, I forgot, where am I?
1: These poor blokes forget everything and they're, you know, they're dribbling all over them. So they are a wheelchair. There's a lot of wheelchairs just after those as well. Um, what he got was time served, $1,000 three-year good behaviour bond. Good luck, buddy. Off you go. Enjoy the big macadamia. Live large. dodge the bullet.
0: Surely there'd be some questions when you're hopping on that Brisbane to Singapore flight on the way back to Germany. Yeah. Surely you get the- <laughs> flagged for a few questions.
1: Have you had enough darts? Yeah, you'd hope so. Give them a, just a pack of patches. They should yeah. really have patches in the first aid kit, nicotine patches. Band-Aids should just be nicotine patches anyway on a plane. <laughs> um, Calm everyone down. I found Georg back in Germany, and his hobbies include being a Brisbane Lions supporter, Rambo. And taking pictures of himself and his car.
0: More Sounds like Matthias'
1: spiritual home is Queensland. Oh yeah, he'd fit right in. <laughs> he um I saw one short video of him in a timber mill, and the expression on his face, it's only like eight seconds, might be out of character as well, but I don't think he's building rockets in his spare time. He's just a simple man with a heart of gold. <laughs> just with a dumb look on his face, pretty much dribbling. <laughs>
0: What are your listed hobbies as Rambo? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> um, not even in favourite films or <laughs> <laughs> it's a hobby. What are your hobbies? Rambo, Terminator yeah. Two.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hobby. He's, he's been back to a, he's been back to Australia since, of course, to take a photo of one of his children in the sunny coast standing next to a car. I've never. Never thought to pose for a photo with a car, although I've seen you do it quite recently, in fact. Yeah. Posing
0: Last with a week, car. Yeah, yeah. I got to drive a Ferrari around. Yeah. I had to get a photo with so it. I had to get some photos in front of it, Sharkers, etc. I did a Sharkers, main street of South Melbourne, Clarendon Street, Sharkers out the window. You can take the boy out of hoppers. Well,
1: it's such a <laughs> – like there's, there's so much new money now. Sharkers in Ferraris it has got to be quite a common thing.
0: I've taken a photo with two cars, and they were both for things that had to be filmed, so I had to get a photo with them. The other was that Cadillac in Vegas, which I never cared about cars or thought about them until I drove that, and I realised why some
1: people would like them. Yeah, but you also... It's fucking fun. You also would jump around on a football field next to a car once, weren't you? Oh, Carlton Dry. What, you're giving away a fucking car or something? Could this be yours? <laughs>
0: Score. Will this be yours? Let the
1: game decide. Count Dryad. Great. How many takes? Fuck, I was hung over that day, and those flames were too close. Yeah. Good on you, mate. You know everything must go. Nicholas J. Cody's your man.
0: Get fucked. Need I remind the audience <laughs> that you did an ad with Sophie Monk for Elder Scrolls Online video game? Dressed as a yeah. fucking archer or something—I don't know what you were. <laughs> at least I drink beer and like rugby. That and like a bit of league—that makes sense. Everything must go. Are you out of your fucking
1: mind? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go and trawl up some other ads that you've been in. I'll Put tell together you. A them. Compile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you would have done the same amount of ads. You just can't smile and say a brand at the same time.
1: Well, mine are all relegated <laughs> to the internet immediately, so it wasn't a big deal. I told
0: you that my favourite was the Samsung one. Did the ad for Telstra, the new Samsung Galaxy Note 8 that just started blowing up on planes everywhere.
1: One of the best things you've ever done. Absolute result. <laughs> the best. I, I dream of this, just getting paid for something and it never happening. It's never happened to me. Like, go, like, oh, we're booking for you for this. We're paying anyway. Yeah. There's a hurricane. You might not do the gig. Sick. I'll take the money oh, no, the hurricane's just going to, you know, you can go in a fucking helicopter and you'll still get in there and do the gig, good for you. <laughs> like, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> All right. Gig-wise, gig wise, I've only ever had it once and it was uh, that Floriade festival in, in Canberra. Yeah. yeah I remember.
1: It, I did it the year before and I had to fucking do it and it was belting down rain.
0: Obviously not enough. But I'd, well, I'd come from sunny Los Angeles after performing on the Conan O'Brien show for my next gig to be standing in a tent Next to a bunch of fucking tulips, yep. with rain coming through the roof, mm. hitting electrical equipment all around me. I was with Becky Lucas, and they called the next called the whole festival off. Like monsoon rains in Canberra. Yeah, we just got to drink in a hotel, and I thought, is this what people that get paid holidays feel like? It's pretty good. Yeah,
1: brilliant. I dream of it. One day it might happen to me. You,
0: you never would have had them, would you? Would you ever have, ever had a job with paid holidays?
1: No, I've never been paid for something that I didn't have to do.
0: Yeah. Never. I never. Until Breakfast Radio, I was. I was amazed. Had a few weeks off. Paycheck came in. I called up. Yeah. Alerted them to the mistake that accounts had made, and they said, "No, that's how it works."
1: Yeah. All right. Nothing's free though, mate. They'll I get know. you.
0: Oh, I'm dying fast. Yeah. Getting up too early.
1: Yuckaroo. I got to head off. <laughs> all
0: right. That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid Flight Brawl. Thanks again to everyone listening and telling their mates about it. Leave a leave a bloody review. Get us back up. We dropped in South Korea last week, so we've got to get back up there. Yep. Occasionally, we'll pop into the top charts in countries like Belgium and Ireland. It's always nice, getting around the joint. But uh, yeah. get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Brawl, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you, mate. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Mid-Air Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's
1: mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go the clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.